And welcome back to the Cinemania World Podcast, everyone. My name is Dwayne, and today we have another episode of Cinemania Live. As always, I am joined by my... I don't even have anything smart to say today. <laughs> my esteemed co-host, Hannah Louise, the seventh. Hello. The seventh is crazy. <laughs> Tell whoever it is, stop having kids. It's nuts out here, bro. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on, Anna? Shit. It's the last time. It's the first time I've heard my voice on a show in almost two weeks. That's crazy. Yes. How are you doing, Hannah Louise? I'm good. I'm good. good. Congested a little bit like me? Sound it. Actually, no. I'm waiting for my allergies to hit, and they still haven't. September about to be crazy, because that's when mine just, bloop, here it is, and stuff. (laughs) (laughs) It's good to have you here, everyone. Our last show was way back in August 5th. Well, like two weeks ago, but I, yeah, I don't like going a long time without recording. It feels so weird. But my our last show was August fifth, where we talked about Heartstopper. There's been so much happening as far as not like big, big, crazy news, but there's been a lot of stuff happening that we have to go through. So we're probably just gonna do a straight up mailbag show today. Get all your thoughts on some things. Um, I'm happy to be back. I had some personal things going on at home, but we're good now. We're straight. And yeah, podcast is back until further notice. We so will. yeah. So Hannah, what's up? What's going on? Um, I'm trying to think. I don't think I've really been watching much. Hannah is I- typing rigorously right now, but. Oh, I'm sorry. I was making our questions post. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I know you um, were. I just I, I tried to stall. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think. Oh, uh, well, you you haven't watched it yet, but Red, White, and Royal Blue. You know, uh, I started it. I before did? yeah before my world collapsed. I started it like on last Sunday, and I have about 20 minutes in. Oh my and god! That's it. I have to finish, bro. I, I, there are like things that I have to, I am like behind <laughs> on everything. But what I have been watching on my spare time, because you know, you know how when you can just watch something that you don't really have to, what's the word? Sometimes like you feel kind of, what is the word? Like there's times where you feel like you're on a crunch to watch stuff. But whereas, you know how sometimes you just go back and watch, like, Breaking Bad? You know oh, I mean? yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like that. It's like there's no, this is like. everyday life. Right. This is just like, a, <laughs> I guess, like, yeah, just like watching something that you've seen before. You don't have to review it. You don't have to talk about it. Just gonna just going through it just to go through it. Yeah, like you and Dexter and whatever, right? Mm-hmm. So I actually went back and I've been watching Sex Education again. Because of that, that fourth season, it's. The final season coming out in like uh-huh. a month, so I've just been watching that lately. As far as like downtime goes, but anything new? The only thing new, new that I've watched is Blue Beetle. I watched that last night. Same. Did you watch it? Yeah, you watched it, right? I did. Yeah. You liked it or what? Was I? I thought it was fun. I thought it was really fun. <laughs> um, 
yo, we gotta chill. Listen, listen, this has nothing to do with you, but man, these DC movies, they have such a weird because everyone that's every single one that's like good, some critic will just ha- they have to say Dark Knight. They I must know, say Dark Knight. Just stop doing that. <laughs> like they have to say what there had to be at least like every single time there's a good DC movie. Oh, best one since the Dark Knight. Like they said it for Wonder Woman. They said it for Shazam. They said it for Wonder the Woman Batman. What do you say? So, say it again. I remember for Wonder Woman specifically, it was so bad the way that people talked about it and just made it seem like the best fucking movie to ever movie. And I remember, <laughs> I remember it so vividly and everybody tries to like ignore that this ever happened and they ever said this shit because it's so ridiculous. But they're like, Wonder Woman's going to win Best Picture. Gal Gadot's going to be nominated for Best Oh, Action. I actually do remember this. Oh the Best God. Picture talk for Wonder Woman. It was <laughs> crazy. Like literally uh, like bizarro, nutso shit. I was like, what the fuck? And I remember back in that like moment, I was That's like the only look. one who watched Wonder Woman and wasn't like you know head over heels for it i still don't love that movie and i i didn't back then um and i was like you guys just aren't serious right now and now like what six years seven years detached from that and people are like yeah one more kind of suck this whole time and i'm like uh you didn't think that you were definitely on the front lines being like gal gadot's gonna win best actress like what (laughs) it's still listen it's still my personal favorite dceu um, it's still mine, but I completely like, bro, we got to stop with the, like, D- can a DC movie just release and it's, and it's like good because now I'm going into them th- like, you know, way, the way people are talking about it, especially me. Cause like lately I haven't been get- going to any, any, uh, press screenings. So blue beetle has been screening for like two weeks and all I've seen, I've, I've, you know, um, all I've seen online is this like hyperbolic. It is the best something DC in like years. It's the best DCEU like since Batman. No, since Nolan, I saw that that tweet or whatever. And I'm just I I, I go in there and it's playing, and I'm like, y'all cannot be serious. It's fun, but y'all cannot be serious, bro. <laughs> Y'all gotta chill, bro. Y'all gotta chill. Like the Flash, man, that poor movie, that poor Flash movie that for like the last two years of like this is like the greatest superhero movie of all time. Think of all time. That is nuts. (laughs) The fucking Flash of all time. Fucking CG, whatever. Anyway, uh, so Blue Beetle unfortunately got that fate for me so that's why eventually i mean i watched and i thought it was good that's it you know it's not even in my top 10 it's somebody it's like it's in my top 20 but i thought it was good you know a lot of fun i don't think homeboy can act at all and i know like this is supposed to be this is supposed to be for like this is one of those movies that as a person of color that is supposed to be for us but it's okay to say bad things about movies like this um especially if you are a person of like because you don't have to love everything about it. I don't even love everything about Black Panther, the first one. That third act is horrific some in some parts. But I love the movie, but it's okay to say bad things about some of these movies 
as a critic of color or a person of color, like we don't have to put these movies on a pedestal to where there's absolutely nothing bad that you can say about it. Zolo, what's his last name? Zolo, uh, Zolo uh, Maraduena, I think it is. Um, that that he was rough. He he was rough in this movie in some parts. And there's some parts where he's really good, and there's some parts where he's really rough. I and think, I thought he was rough in this movie. I think it's one of those things where, and I think this is the same for uh, Taylor Zakhar Perez, uh, just to like give a recent example. Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't think they're terrible. I just think that they are very charismatic and they really sell it in the moments of where they can just be charismatic. And then when it comes to like something more dramatic or emotional, I think that they struggle a little bit. And I think that a few acting classes could definitely uh, help them. Uh, and I, I, there's so many actors who ride off charisma. And I just think that most of the actors that I'm like, oh my God, and let them like pass with it, um, stay in that lane. And I think like a Zolo or a Taylor Zakhar Perez as of recent, uh, they have these big dramatic moments in the movie, uh, in their respective movies that ask a lot of them. And it just feels like they fall a little bit short because of just writing off of charisma. Um, so yeah, that's just, that's my my piece with Zolo. Uh, yeah. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Also some of it. Um, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> also, also some of it too has to do with writing because some of these work, like some of these things, you can't say it. You gotta have, you gotta be like really, really good to make it come off believable. So someone, so if you're given if you if you're given like a lead and it's supposed to be superhero e and you give him a line like what is happening you know it's like <laughs> it takes a act a really really good actor to make that not sound terrible and he's not that is what I'm saying so a lot of his what is happening to me kind of came off like that <laughs> and it was like I was like all right man but I think listen, it also takes yeah. like a younger actor to kind of. Because if yeah, if they, if they sound time, like a you know kid, I mean? yeah, yeah. Because I think Tom Holland <laughs> does it very well. Um, I was gonna bring and, him up, but I don't want yeah. people being like, "Oh my god, you guys always gonna resort back to Tom Holland." Tom, but I was gonna be like, "Hey, listen, Tom Holland, Peter Parker worked well he does first. It really yeah. well. I'm, yeah, I'm it sorry. worked. It worked well first. Listen, like I think the first time people had to fall in love with his Peter Parker, and no matter what you say about. Uh, MCU Spidey, Iron Man Jr., because I'm, I'm with those conversations as well, yada, yada, yada. I know you all was giddy in Civil War when he shows up. Like, I know you were all giddy, and that's okay. That means he's doing it good, you know, like the way he's talking. He's talking to Tony Stark, and it's good. He he was really good, right? And homeboy, Zolo, it, it's just, it's not, it's not, it just wasn't that. Like, I, I kind of compared it as like a Spider-Man movie because it's very much kind of the it same kind of like the beats of, the same kind of formula right yeah. of like you know getting powers you didn't ask for and it like you know you had to kind of adapt you to even it have and you, like i don't want to go into spoilers but you know that moment in the movie very much feels like spider-man's uh 
yes canon event i guess you yes, know? yes 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 yeah, exactly yeah, yeah. okay so with that being said what i did say coming out of the movie i was like i think zolo's blue beetle is great like the blue beetle moments even when he's like talking to the thing in his head it kind of it's it was very homecoming in some parts as far as you know how spider-man had oh, yeah. was it karen yeah karen in the moment i wasn't thinking homecoming i was and i think because now that you say it, it definitely aligns more with homecoming than what I'm thinking. But yeah, yeah. in the moment when I was watching it, I was thinking of like upgrade. Uh yes, it yes. It was very Actually, yeah. much reminded me of upgrade and the entire time that that was going on because they're I think they try and do like some sort of like body horror and stuff like that. I don't think it ever really um lands all that well and I don't yeah. think it, uh it really feels as horrific as it should be because when he first gets um, the scarab and it like enters him, it yeah. it, it feels like it should be like really horrific, but it but it's really like kind of slapsticky kind of yeah at that first. kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's what really made me like oh like this um, feels like upgrade. Um, but I think something like an upgrade where when that movie came out, a lot of people were comparing it to Venom. And I think that this movie also kind of falls in line with like a Venom too. Um, and was just talking about how much better that movie does Venom than Venom was, uh, doing. And I think that, Oh man, I want to watch that. I I fucking love upgrade by the way. Um, and I think that this movie falls into that, uh, territory too. And I hate being like, Oh, but this movie is really good. I hate doing that, but Mm -hmm. that's all I could think of during, this movie but now that you say homecoming it feels much more like homecoming than it does upgrade with, with the tone and stuff right because yeah, yeah like you know you had you i mean the voice in peter parker's suit is not talking to him 24 7 but it's very much there as far as like oh activating kill mode it's very much like blue beetle you know yeah. so i thought all of that all that stuff did work for me like there's moments where I forget that what the name of the entity is. It's a it's, I, a, it's something. Yeah. Like yeah, I forget the name. I don't even want to try to. But I'm done. I don't even want to try it because I know I'll butcher <laughs> it. But when they were talking to each other, I really liked all of that. Like I loved, I loved his blue beetle. Is what I'm saying. But his his times without the the suit and the mask was a little rough for me. That's why I thought the first. I don't want to say half, but the first like 30, 45 minutes, I was like, man, I am like, I'm snoozing a little bit, man. Like, it's not like boring, but it's like, he's not charming enough for me to, you know what I mean? He's not charming enough to hold this like kind of, okay, I can, I can, I can stick with this for a little bit. Like, if you look at like Far From Home, like obviously I've grown to hate Far From Home through the years, but- (laughs) The Peter Parker stuff when he's not in the suit, he's barely in the suit in that movie in the first half. But it works because Tom is so good at Peter Parker at like, you know, without the mask because you have to have you have to do both well, you know, and it's the same thing with Miles in the Spider-Verse movies like both of them have to work as far as Spider-Man and and and, you know, Miles Morales or Spider-Man or Peter Parker or Batman and Bruce Wayne. Matt Reeves got away with the Bruce Wayne stuff because he just had Batman <laughs> throughout the entire say, movie. <laughs> so I, it was like, yeah. Matt Reeves and like his 
change of Bruce Wayne, it is kind of crazy how he got away with it because it is so far from what we <laughs> yeah, know. Yeah, so he just let them in a damn soup and the I entire think, movie. <laughs> listen, I think it's because he we had so much Batman in the movie and also it's Robert Pattinson. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't want to like try and compare Robert Pattinson and Zola because that is ridiculous. But That's crazy, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I and you, you saying that uh, him not being charming enough, uh, that kind of goes into my biggest problem with the movie, um, and it's kind of Zolo, kind of the writing. Yeah. Uh, I don't. I when I left the movie, I felt like I didn't. I still didn't know why the Scarab chose Jaime. I. That's that's a great point. I yeah, that's a great. I yeah. to I me at that. least I. They set it up as the scarab chooses somebody and that somebody is like really special. And yeah. I was like, I like Jaime, but it's, I don't understand why he's so special, I guess. Cause to me, at least his sister had all this same great qualities that he had. So I'm like, why didn't the scarab choose his sister? What, I also what, hope it's not you know? like a, I, yeah, I also hope it's not like a, uh, I hope people, if you listen, if you're not, if you're not a POC, I don't think you're really going to understand this. So just bear with me. But I think, I think, I think someone like Hannah would understand, but so let me explain this. I hope it's not, he's chosen because they're poor. Like, I don't want that. You know, it very much gave off. Oh, sis, we're going to make it. And like, the scarab chooses him after they after they have that conversation, but it's like why, you know what I mean? Like, does that make any sense? It's like yeah. why? Like why? If you go to every kind of story of like the the superhero who's not who has you know who doesn't have who doesn't have everything who's not rich who's who's in poverty and stuff, there is something more to them that makes them that makes their hero feel feel more earned that's why and that's why homecoming like if homecoming would have just stuck with this with that kind of the way they did the whole thing at the ending when tony stark is like if you're nothing without the suit then you shouldn't have it that should be and then after that the entire third act he doesn't have the suit but he's trying to save everyone without the suit and all the technology and stuff and he does it you know and that's what made him special so where is that moment for 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 Jaime Reyes in the movie? You know, because when this stuff happens to him, like you know your your Uncle Ben moment, when that stuff does happen to him, he already he's already in the suit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So like the Spider Man story is like you you become Spider Man after that stuff happens, but he already has the suit. So what is it besides like what is it about his personality? that makes the scarab want him so i hope the writers of the movie wasn't like oh well look at the way he's look at the way his him and his family is living that's why the scarab chose him so the scarab felt bad for him Uh, that doesn't really that doesn't really make much sense to me it's that and also like i said his whole family has all these great you know attributes that he does so i'm like yeah exactly why is it him specifically that is different from say someone like his sister you know um, and it's and like I little think- moments you could do in the movie where like you can you can you can allude to that. Okay, one quick one quick instance because it's just off the top of my head. Uh, Captain America: First Avenger. You remember when little Captain America ran on on the damn grenade? 
That's yeah. that's why they mm-hmm. chose him for the experiment. I, I wanted that moment for Jaime, is what I'm saying. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I think someone like a Spider-Man uh, is different because it isn't like the spider chose him. Um, right, 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 just, right, right. You know, at random, and it was Peter Parker, and that's like the whole appeal of Spider-Man is that anybody can be Spider-Man. Um, mm-hmm. it, but I think if we wanted to have a better example of something to compare it to, it would be Miles and Across the Spider-Verse because it is revealed that the spider chose Miles, basically, um, yeah. in that universe. And we understand, I, I, at least I think so, I understand what makes Miles Morales so special. I, mm-hmm. I think Miles Morales is like the epitome of being a special character. I just don't feel that same attachment to Jaime. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's how, that's how I, that's, that's ultimately how I, how I feel about it and stuff. And yeah. So listen, I still thought the movie, like the second half of the movie, I thought it was, I thought it was a lot of fun. I know it's turned into like a review. Uh, We will have like an official blue beetle review sometime either tonight or tomorrow, but we will have more time to discuss and more opinions on the movie because Hannah and I do it does feel like we're the outliers <laughs> as far as Blue Beetle, but it's not to say that they, I don't think it's bad at all. I just think it's I don't like think I think it's way too. I think it is overhyped. So we gotta chill, you know. But I also, but I also like there's like there's like there's legitimately like right, right. Oh yeah, <laughs> there's a moment where like there's a moment where Jaime has to get connected. Mm-hmm. You know, and I love all like all that shit worked for me. You know, like that stuff. The action was great. Again, I love Blue the Beetle. Action like the action was so fun. I yeah, really like, like the yeah. action in this movie. Like Blue Beetle, it's like Blue Beetle worked. And I, at the end of the day, you have to get Blue Beetle to work. And I think Blue Beetle, I want to see more of. At the end of the day, at, like when the movie was over, I was like, I would like to see more of Blue Beetle. And I think that's good. It's good to have. And like, you know, a bad example is like, I don't want to see Gaia. I don't want. I don't know what that was. I don't want to see that character. I love Amelia Clark, but that character was a mess as far as Secret Invasion. But <laughs> someone like a Blue Beetle, yeah, let's bring him in some more stuff. I like Time A, and uh, yeah. So we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Hopefully, this doesn't get us crucified because we're like, you know, <laughs> ah, the best DC movie of all time. You know, we gotta chill, man. So, uh, all right, yeah. let's get into uh, some of. Uh, the mailbag here because we have so much to get into so much to discuss so much that we missed so uh, let's get right into it this person here says we're going to start right up the top person here says store five is in development with taika watiti that's that's all it says oh <laughs> <laughs> That's all it says. I did see that report. I don't really understand where the report came from. Is it like an actual report? Or is um, it like I someone it's a saw scoop, it? A scooper. Uh okay, so now I'm seeing things that he had that Taika has ideas for Thor 5 and that it's not in development. Mm. Um so I don't like doing the thing of like the first movie everyone loves and then you know the director does another movie and then everyone like kind of scoffs at it and hates it but so that means the, the the director should never return ever again and they should never touch any any project ever in their life that is nuts to me okay 
Like people have <laughs> like it's how many of your favorite directors has had a bad day in the office? But with that being said, I don't want Ty Taika to do Thor five because the only reason why I say that is because he did not look like he wanted to do Thor four. If you looked at those press things that they were doing, if you look at the press tour that they were doing, he seems so disinterested. And if you look at the movie, it just seems like, I don't want to be here. Here's your Thor movie. That's what it seemed like. That's fine. You know, sometimes that happens when you just, you did, you did a project and you kind of want to just leave the character alone or you just want to do other things. And it's not like Marvel didn't allow him to do other things, but it's also seemed like they really, after that, you know, Ragnarok was such a huge win for them that they just really, you know what I mean? They really just wanted him to do it. And I, I can understand that, but uh, yeah, or just don't have him write again uh, the movie because Love and Thunder is such a crazy ass departure from Ragnarok. And uh, yeah, and he just did not look like he enjoyed it. Like just trashing, trashing the scenes and like that video with him and Tessa Thompson. It's just like, it's like clearly he didn't want to, it seemed like he just did not want to be a part of it. So uh, that being said, I mean, I don't know. What are, what are your, what are your thoughts? I mean, do you agree? Do you disagree? What do you think? Um, Yeah. I love Tekwatiti. I have always sung Tekwatiti's praises. Uh, I have pretty much loved every film that he's made, other than uh, Thor: Love and Thunder. Um, I I don't know if I'm in the camp of I don't think that he should return for Thor five um, yet because I do love all of his other films so dearly. But I will say, in general, I don't think that I really want to see Thor 5, like, period, with or without Taika Waititi. Um, I just think that four movies is a lot for a single character, and I'm not sure where else we can go with Thor from here. I think right. that we have explored Thor in his, you know, in his entirety. Uh, throughout the MCU, and I'm just, I don't really have, feel any, like, gravitational pull to really want to see another Thor story as of right now. So, I'm kind of neutral on the whole thing. Uh, If Mm -hmm. Taika Waititi came out tomorrow and was like, hey, I'm doing Thor 5, I wouldn't really be angry or anything. I wouldn't be excited either. I'd just be, okay. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it could be the same thing. Yeah, I wouldn't be like, oh, fuck. Uh, you know, but I'm going to be like, all right, I mean, we'll see what happens, you know? Yeah. So I, I, won't, yeah. I wouldn't get excited for it like I did Love and Thunder. Yeah, I, I, I was really yeah. excited for Love and Thunder. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So, I mean, yeah. And, and I do appreciate what he did for Thor because, like, if you remember Thor before Ragnarok, just yikes. But... Thor after Ragnarok going into Infinity War like that, I think Thor really did revitalize Thor the character Ragnarok. So, yeah, yeah, I think it really re- revitalized the character. Um, you know those span of movies, and then Love and Thunder. I don't want to say it tarnished it. I don't think I don't think Thor is tarnished or anything, but uh, 
I don't know, just fix a few things. And uh, making Thor completely slapstick is I don't think I don't think that's the way. So I mean, we'll see what happens. We'll we'll see what happens. But uh, yeah, okay. Some other questions here. This person says thoughts on the Fantastic Four cast so far. Vanessa Kirby uh, is seemingly playing. What was she playing? There's a blank here. The message has stopped. Sue? Oh, isn't she supposed to be the Invisible Woman? Sue Storm? Yeah, Vanessa Vanessa Kirby, I believe, is supposed to be uh, the Invisible Woman. Uh, is like was it wasn't like officially cast, but that's what that's what the scoops were saying. Sure. So, sure. Listen, dude, they they missed the mark for me for this Fantastic Forecast. They should have announced this- it yes yesteryear. This fantastic forecasting has been haunting me for fucking years now. And it's just, <laughs> I have heard scoopers say every name under the fucking sun. If you have a favorite actor, they were supposedly in talks to be in the Fantastic Four at one point. Oh my God. Um, I just, I, I'm so fucking tired of it. I'm not, I'm not hearing anyone out until I see them on a fucking stage in San Diego with Kevin Feige saying, this is Sue Storm. Yeah. I don't care anymore. I don't. Yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. Uh, listen, that last week, last week, was it last week or like two weeks ago, where there were just like reports, 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 reports of this person's cast, that person's cast. That was one of the worst days on Twitter in like recent memories for me because nobody had I had any idea what was going on. So... A scooper, I'm not going to say anybody's names on here, you know, but a scooper was just running rampant with, I heard this person, and then, oh, oh no, it was Jack Quaid, and then Jack Quaid was yeah. like, was like, <laughs> no, I'm not, and then the scooper was like, oh, yeah, it's uh, this guy now, and I was like, bro, why are we relying on this geek for, like, Fantastic Four news, guys? <laughs> this like <laughs> That was one of the funniest things I have ever seen. I hear Jack Quaid, and then the actor is like, uh, oh, this, no. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, it's like, uh, I have no idea what's happening. Support the strike. I was howling with <laughs> laughter. I was howling because what are we doing, dude? Everybody, and then like you got discussing film. They got to report twice now and edit their tweet. I was like, dude, this is a disaster. Okay, this Fantastic Four should not have been this this, this difficult. And then I saw that Adam is like there was like another report that Adam Driver was like no because like he didn't feel connected to the character is what I saw. And this movie is cursed. This movie is cursed. Maybe we should just leave Fantastic Four alone. Like it's just, it never, it, nothing ever good comes out when we just try to make the Fantastic Four work, and it's sad. But maybe we gotta let this shit go, dude. I don't know. Like God, man, I was like, what is? No one knows. Okay, no one knows who's cast. No one knows. Okay, and that's fine. Let's wait for the guy himself to say who the cast is. But oh man, so we'll see. Okay. This person here says, were you guys able to see Ahsoka yet? I'm seeing early reactions. I got the screenings, but I wasn't able to watch it yet. I'm behind on everything. So just bear with me. Those clips were not looking that great, though. Why is everything gray? You know what I mean? What happened? What happened? We were doing so good. Literally, the movies looked great. 
fucking went, went hold on, listen. Shang-Chi, Multiverse of Madness, the WandaVision, uh, Falcon Winter Soldier, Loki. They looked so good. Miss Marvel. They were all color graded. They lo- they were colorful. They were act- like someone's behind a camera actually like giving a shit. Like, what happened? <laughs> Oh. Why are we back to oh, this? Shit. Bro, you know, okay, listen, guys. Listen, listen to Papa. Listen, listen to me, okay? <laughs> listen, okay? Listen, right? I didn't have Disney Plus. I got out of Disney Plus. I was like, this is this is getting lukewarm for me, man. Everything's expensive. I'm out of here. They started raising prices. Like, I got out of there. I got out of Dodge. Secret Invasion, like, finished, right? And I was like, okay, you know, let me get back Disney Plus. I can merge it with my Hulu and pay cheaper for it, right? So that's what I did. I finished Secret Invasion. Awful. Not great. Anyway, so I move on from Secret Invasion. And then they announced the other day, they were like, the amazing Spider-Man 2 is on Disney+. Plus." I was like, oh, my merry heavens in God, whatever. <laughs> you, you, you mean to tell me that, that Amazing Spider-Man 2 is on Disney+, Plus right now in 4K? I haven't yet watched it. In 4K, I have my soundbar. I was geeked. I turned it on, and I was like, why is a movie that was nine years ago look like... If you put Amazing Spider-Man 2 next to, like, Quantumania, bro. Bro. Because, bro, like... Amazing Spider-Man 2. Like, bro, I I know everyone hates it, but, like, fuck off. Okay, so anyway, so (laughs) when the fucking shit in Times Square is happening, you know that scene? Mm -hmm. It is colors and vibrance and just style. There's something there. And now in 2023, technology is supposed to move forward, not backward. I'm on Disney Plus watching whatever movie, if it's like Quantumania, Ahsoka, and it's just the volume and gray. And I'm like, bro, how did we come so far? But yet stay in this, like, just like move so backward. I was, I was flummoxed. That third act of Spider-Man, The Amazing Spider-Man 2, I know it's like a mess. I get it. The goblins, I, I got it. I got it. I know it looks crazy. No, I know like story-wise it's a mess, okay? I get you. But as far as the way it looks in quality, even if you go back Amazing Spider-Man 1, oh, yeah. where did we go? How? They dropped those Ahsoka clips and... She has a white lightsaber, which I think is awesome. I love Ahsoka's like lightsaber. It's cool. She has a double blade. It's like double dual wield lightsaber, and it's white. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. But let's put it over a gray background. What? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> what? What are we doing? What are we, bro? I I turn on this damn Jedi Survivor. Right, and you can do a dual wield white lightsaber, and the difference. And this is a video game. The difference, as far as the way that looks, with like the way they have the colors in the game, it looks like like the white looks can look like the greatest color against like a yellow background, a sunset, something. It's Ahsoka. They're fighting, and it's just in front of Sludge. 
secret invasion. Like because of they want to show because the scrolls are like poor. It's just sludge. Gaia and this and 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 what's his face? What's the what's what's the villain's name? What's the I don't guy's know, name? Man. <laughs> Gaia and. <laughs> And Gaia and fucking Lucifer, whatever his name is, like they're fighting and it's just sludge. It's sludge and gray and monotone and hideous. Just flat. Fuck me, dude. God. Thank God for the Batman. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Listen, well, listen I. Right, go ahead, right, go ahead. Yeah. One who like created this technology, the volume, right? And he's literally the only one I've seen shoot with it and make it look great. It's crazy to think that the Batman and, like, Thor Love and Thunder and, like, Quantumania uses the same technology because you would never fucking tell because of how bad those movies look compared to Batman. Yeah. Um, and it, honestly, at the end of the day, I really do think it comes down to, like, lighting. I think that Greg Fraser knows how to, like light his films and mm. knows how to make sure that the technology that he's using is lit properly to make it make you know your actors blend in with the background and all that whatnot technology stuff mm -hmm. that I don't know about but it's like Quantumania Love and Thunder fucking Secret Invasion all Ahsoka all these like <laughs> projects that the lighting just looks the same it's flat and just no contrast whatsoever because it's these like like you said like sludge on screen and it it drives me insane like actually up a fucking wall <laughs> actually up a fucking wall listen and then just like one of the movies one of the movie mo the movies that i've been dogging on this year is the flash but listen right the Flash, to me, does not have a lighting or color problem. It just looks ugly as far as CG goes. And they CG <laughs> legit everything. That's my only issue. So why can't there be like a happy medium? Why can't we have good CG, good lighting, and we just be happy as, a, as like a unit? You know? Because <laughs> The Flash, I was so geeked. That opening scene. I think the baby shit is crazy. But the opening scene with like Batman and The Flash running, it's like all these colors and Batman is lit a little bit. The suits hideous but like batman's like not in like gray <laughs> and i'm vibing and i'm like yeah and then they cut to a shot of like batman and his face is like not on his face because like the cgi is so bad <laughs> and like i just want to be happy again you know what i mean like i just want to be happy again i just we were want doing like good like we were doing okay. I just want like Loki, Falcon Winter Soldier, WandaVision, like all back to back to back. Like we were doing okay. What happened? I just want to be happy again, dude. Like I just want to watch something, have it look great, but have it also have great VFX. And I don't know what's I don't know where to go anymore, dude. I don't know I what's the next thing. And I didn't have to complain about the way they looked. Like, I was able to walk out of something Marvel and be like, oh, my God, I have other problems with it other than the CGI and the way it's shot. Yeah, and, like, I don't know. Because even, like, those early days when they were doing, when they started the gray shit for Marvel. The Russo like, brothers. The Russo brothers are going to fucking hell. This is their doing. Because even Age of Ultron, the Age of Ultron has the gray on it. But there are moments that have... Like, everything can look good. Like, I think 
I think the scene where they're chasing Ultron looks great. Uh, might be the TV, but like I think the scene in the beginning where they're in snow looks good. It just they as a as a as a company and as these big wig these big companies like Warner Brothers and 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 uh, Disney, they they found a means to make things easier, and they're using that to just not try anymore. And listen, scheduling conflicts happen. Things happen, things whatever, yada, yada, yada. But I got people telling me why it's okay that they they shot Nick Fury's scene in Far From Home in front of green screen. No, but Dwayne, it, it's scheduling. This is Disney. You can't get a room? What? This is Disney. This is this ain't this ain't this ain't like this mom and pop store across the street with no money. This is Disney. You can't get him in the okay. So the the kid, uh, what's his name? Uh, Tony Ravalori, right? That famously shot that that famous shot from uh, No Way Home. Oh, it's scheduling. Okay, so you can't find a street and just shoot him in the street. Not that sounds so terrible, but like you can't just film him in a street somewhere. Like you're on that much crunch time where you can't just take a picture of him on the street. Like you gotta get him in front of this green screen. Green screen is the only thing we have. Just try. <laughs> Fuck. It's not hard. Just try. Man. And, and like before, I used to be like, oh, dude, oh, this stuff is fine, man. It happens. Until I watched that trailer for the Batman. That's when I was like, okay, there's no excuse. This is 25%. There's no excuse anymore, yeah. dude. You guys have to 25% try. 25% in the heat of COVID. Like, Try. Try. They try. Listen, because I re- do you remember before the Batman shut down, they were in Chicago filming um, the exteriors, and they had to shut down in the middle of doing all that. And we we got that trailer that was twenty five percent. Even when we got the full movie, there's uh-huh. nothing in the Batman. There's not a single shot in the Batman that I'm like, oh yeah, that looks uh, like none of it. I, I agreed. Agreed. There's just <laughs> agree. I don't get it because. I, I don't understand. I feel like I feel like unless these movies are backed by like the the legit filmmaking like filmmaking even like I'd say something like Birds of Prey too. There's nothing. Oh, in Birds listen, of Prey. people get that like, shit, but like it's on location. Great, Matthew that's all I want. Literally, Matthew Lebatique shot that movie. The fucking cinematographer of like fucking uh, what's it called? Uh, Black Swan. Yeah, like, it's just. It's just like, get people I, that give a shit. <laughs> yeah, and, and sometimes when the, I feel like people, I know there's people who's like, no, nah, it's CGI, who cares? But sometimes you can get connected to characters if they feel more real. Like, I just sometimes, some of these movies, even when they're being, even when, like, your excuse is like, oh, but it's cosmic. Bro, you, you tell me, like, James Gunn, Guardians 3, all that shit in that town in the beginning, it's built. It's built. They built it. It's cosmic, but they they built shit in the first Guardians too. Like you can build shit and like just not try. Like Quantumania, that scene when fucking oh my god, they get sucked in and they're like, Dad, where are we? Oh, Cassie, you're nowhere. I can tell you're nowhere. You're you're, you're in front of a screen. Uh, god, just try. I think good example because we are like giving examples of like you can just build a set of 
regular things and that's that like the batman and birds of prey um if we really want to go somewhere if you're trying to use the excuse of oh it's cosmic it's not real you you, you uh-huh. can't build that the last one just came out they built they built sets <laughs> for literally everything that they did and it's supposed to be like apoc- apocalyptic Mm-hmm. I, How can we make this about they the literally stuff? built like an entire cul-de-sac <laughs> they built an entire fucking cul-de-sac to film like five minutes of an episode no and you're right and you're right and i'm tired of like but the budget bro if i hear the, the budget a hundred million dollars uh, that is half dude, of what like these movies and they're, make, they're 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 shitting these movies out and it's not like they made okay if you were to tell me that oh Dwayne this is all like this because they were able to make Quantumania for like 40 million dollars that is actively not true they put as much money into Quantumania as WB put into like Dune mm-hmm. if you try and just stop I giving just, up, like with the whole let's we have screens, guys. Let's just use the screens, and that's why these VFX workers are fucking tired. They're unionizing, great, because like what the hell is going on? Like, listen, 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 listen. Across the Spider Verse is one of my is my favorite movie of 2023. Saw it like five times in the theaters. Love it. Beautiful gowns, beautiful gowns. Love it, love it, love it. But, bro, some of that shit in the movie, I'm like, this does not need to be like this because we know you can, you can, this stuff looks great. But, like, when I'm watching, like, okay, you know when, uh, you know, you know in the beginning when they're getting Gwen Stacy, like, in the, in, like, the very beginning when, uh, when Miguel and Spider-Woman, when they're getting Miguel, like, they're getting Gwen Stacy from her dad or whatever, like, you know when they have those fucking portals and shit going on? Mm-hmm. So the other day I was watching it and I just look at the portals and I'm seeing all that's going on in the portals. And it's just excessive different colors and different this. And I'm like, bro, I, I feel like if you just tone that down, you still this scene would still look great. And I feel like you don't have to kill these VFX workers. Like, some of these stuff, like, I don't need Gwen's fucking, like, life around her to change colors because you can do that. Because sometimes, some of it's it's, it's just excessive to me. I don't I don't need all that. I don't think you need all that. I think what makes Spider-Man Sp- Across the Spider-Verse work so well is that at the end of the day, the movies itself, it, the movie itself is good. The story is good. That's what we're there for. The way it looks is always secondary, at least to me. The way it looks is always secondary. The story has to work. The story first. So chill on these on these VFX workers. And then I'm watching these like these mar if you just build something rather than getting like one studio to make fucking all this gunk on the screen, then some of this would just look better and and just work better, I feel like. And I just don't know what the I just don't know where the departure came from because I feel like it was not this bad. I just don't know. I just don't know what like what's happening as far as like the way the industry is is formatted right now and the way these studio execs make their decision making on like how we're gonna make the movie because it's not like they're doing it for less. They're not the, like Indiana Jones like four hundred million dollars to make three hundred whatever. The Flash, like $300 million to make. It's nuts. It's nuts. So, bro, I don't know. Fix it. Do something. (laughs) Golly. Okay. 
Okay, this person here says, when do you think the next boom period for Marvel and DC will be similar to 2016 slash 2018 to 19? Do you think studios would try to spread their movies out more given the strikes and to actually have content to release? Wait, that's two questions or is that one question? Hold on. Let me see this. I think it's two questions. Okay, so... He put a one next to the Marvel one. Okay, so that's the that's question number one. Then I guess, do you think the boom? The, where do you think the next boom period for Marvel and DC is? You know what a boom period is? I've only heard that in wrestling terms. Yeah, then, I, I I I get the gist. Yeah. Yeah, like as far as like things are hot, and yeah. stuff is just you know what I mean. Everything like, the movies are making a bunch of money, and you know audience engagement is like at an all time high. Um, I want to I want to be cliche and be like, oh, Secret Wars, but I don't even I don't really know. Yeah. As far as a boom period, I don't really know. Um, it's no depending depending on when once, they're. Uh, I think once ahead. we cut the movies down to two a year again. Yeah, I think yeah. I definitely think the content has been too much. Um, I definitely two a year, give me yeah. two shows a year, and we're we're chill. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So, I mean, we'll see. I mean, we'll see what happens. As far as DC, their last boom, boom period was probably... Did they even really have one? I mean, they had Wonder Woman Suicide Squad back-to-back, but that's it. I would say... Uh, I feel like they were still hot when... like when I, I, I know it was received poorly, but I feel like going into BBS, they, they had a bit of momentum because of like what was and what was what was coming if you if before the movie comes out if you look at oh my god they're doing batman versus superman i feel like that was probably i think even after i think even after bbs a little bit because suicide squad was like the next one and that did really well so i think they had like a, a they still had a momentum um and then some i think what really tarnished their momentum to me was the release of that justice league movie um yeah. i think that that just that was 2017 and that was like after wonder woman you know uh and i think that's when like that's just when shit hit the fan and then they had like a long break until aquaman so you know they didn't really have anything they didn't really have anything for people to get excited for besides aquaman a whole nother like year and some change later you know so i would say like that is like when they had one as far as like when when they can get one again, uh, maybe when this new universe gets it together, I do think right now they need like a year long break. They need a year long yeah. break because it's like I had my issues with Blue Beetle. But at the end of the day, I love the movie. Um, but like this, this box office for these DC movies are just so disappointing and it's so bad. It's like, like really bad and um it's great like it's 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 like i feel like for dc for the dceu because i don't really i don't even know if you can say because like the batman okay was is like a, a success for them right but the batman is like it's it, at the end of the day it is batman it's batman but i think what made that work was just how they handled it and I don't think they personally will do that for every single release. I think those trailers were so heavily thought of. 
and the marketing was so heavily thought of and the noir. And I think they, I think the Batman came at a time where audiences were craving like a new type of look of a superhero movie and not just so much of like, like what we were, what we were getting, you know, does that make any sense? I feel like they were, you know, and I feel like that's why it works so well. And that's why it was so successful. But I think the audience right now, no matter what it is for DC, good, bad, great movie, great buzz, they are done with this universe. And that's not good. And it's been happening since people want to say birds of prey, but that it's actively not true because Shazam like was like, was that, what was the Shazam? Shazam's Rotten Tomatoes scores were like nuts when it came out. It was like 90 yeah. something and this and that. And that did like, okay. And uh, then after Shazam, it was like, that's when you did go into like birds of prey and stuff. And um, that's when you did, you, you went into the suicide squad all these great reviews for the Suicide Squad and 90-something on Rotten Tomatoes and critics and whatever, loving it, and even, like, that opened to a horrible number. Mm-hmm. And that should have been the first red flag, but everyone is like, oh, it's the pandemic, but okay, so then why did that movie open to, like, 40 and 50, whatever. So that opened to a horrible number, and then you go into, like, Black Adam and this and that, and I think... And I don't even know what you can do because it's not even a good movie anymore that's gonna help help it. And yeah. that's that sucks. That that sucks because I don't know what's next for them. I think this is it, right? Blue Beetle. Yeah, I, I think so. I think this is it until uh, Superman, and they have a lot to, a lot of thinking to do because you got to come out of the gates with the new universe swinging and stuff. I guess if you. Because audience, you've had you officially have like a stigma about it, and and the audiences are not coming out no matter what, no matter what. As far as DCU, they're done with the Flash, Shazam two, Blue Beetle. Oh no, Aquaman's next. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Aquaman's next, and um, I don't know, bro, but it, it, it's tough. So we shall see. Let's do a couple of more before we get off the air here this person here says thoughts on wonder woman 3 being in development and then not being in development did you howl when this happened i did howl because (laughs) i just i don't care i don't care there's nothing in the DCU or even like MCU right now that I'm like, I am so invested and I want to be there for it. And I like, I want to follow it. I haven't had that buzz since like the Batman. I was following the Batman. Every what about the Marvels? Time. I'm actually surprised by I, this. I, yeah. I'm really, really excited for the Marvels. That's like the only thing that. I am remotely interested in going to a theater and being excited to go sit in the theater to watch. Um, that's that's it, though. That's it. And, you know, I, I'm really excited for Loki. Uh, even though I, I, I have my concerns with that, too. Um, I just... I don't know, man. I guess, like, I, I'm kind of excited for Agatha. <laughs> 
No, no, stop, I, stop, stop, I, stop. No, I know, I know you're staying. I know you, I know you're going crazy because your boy's in there. No, but no, no, no I cannot. I cannot. I, the thing is, though. Okay, so let me explain this real quick. <laughs> I. I finally decided to like care about Agatha because I was like, Oh yeah, Joe Locke is going to be in it. So I started to like look into what it's actually supposed to be about because I genuinely haven't cared at all for Uh it. And Uh I found out what it's about. And I went to Dwayne and I said, listen, this is what it is. And it, crazy it's it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't sound great but i it's like it sounds so ridiculous that now Mm -hmm. i am intrigued to see it so that's what i mean by i'm kind of excited about it but that's it that's literally it and dc just fucking nothing basically because i don't care about aquaman i didn't like the first aquaman Aquaman movie. I know a lot of people do, but I didn't like it. So no. why would I like the second one? I don't know. Ah uh, man, listen. I uh, I don't know because I it's it's bad for me because I'm in the realm of like nothing is getting me like excited. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, there is nothing. And I think the only thing that would have saved this year, because if you go to my top 10, we've we had a lot of superhero movies this year. Like, we've had a good amount. And there is one in my top 10. Whereas if this was like a couple of years ago, there would at least be like two or three. There is one movie in my top 10. The Guardians 3 was, Guardians 3 was great, but that just got, it just got moved to 11 out of like everything. And I think it's because as great as Guardians 3 was, um, for me, it just still feels like, it just still feels like MCU of today, even oh, though it was, no. it just still feels like everything that comes out feels like that. And. I don't know what's been going on. I don't know if I'm broken. I don't know what happened. But the TV shows, I don't, I, like, listen, I'll watch, like, I'm going to watch them. But, like, they're not, they're not getting me, like, to go crazy as they, they, they once was. Mm-hmm. And there was also a time, too, where I was so sacred in knowing, like, scoop secrets. And it's like, I don't care, dude. I, like, I don't care who's cast. I don't care who's going to be in fucking Captain America 4. I don't <laughs> care who's going. I like. I don't care what cameo is going to be in, in uh, Deadpool 3. I don't care that like, like Loki is dealing with more multiverse shit. I don't care. Like I know in the Marvels, they're not going to mention a lick about Secret Invasion. So it's like, I don't really, I like, uh, I, yeah. Uh, it's just the villain looks very like the the mo- like you watch the Marvels you turn it on that trailer the villain looks like every single villain that we've had and I know like you can only do so much but it's like I don't know dude that's where I'm at right now so there's n- nothing 
like a, like beyond the spider verse and the batman 2 that's it for me that is it <laughs> that is that is crazy because I, I like if you look at me like ye- like a year or two like two years ago, man, I was geeked on everything, and I do not care. I I don't know what happened. I I don't know what happened. But you know, it's even gotten to like a point of I don't even want to like talk about this stuff anymore. It seems so exhausting every time we get on live and people and i don't want to like say this in a way of like oh my god don't ask us these questions but like when we are asked questions about like that's all it is yeah Yeah. i it's so exhausting because it's just the same conversations that we have every single time we're asked about it because it's just what the fuck is there to say i i I don't know (laughs) i it it's just, it's gotten to that point of, I really just don't care. I don't. And it's so much more exciting for me to talk about fucking, I don't know. Don't say it. Don't you say it. Don't I, I, do I'm it. trying to think of something. <laughs> I don't know. It. It, don't like, do literally it. anything else. <laughs> literally anything else. I'd rather talk about the fucking little movie that I watched two days ago that nobody else has seen mm-hmm. ever. You know, like, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I just... Yeah, dude. I don't know. I don't. Maybe, 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 maybe it's. I don't. I don't think it's. I don't think it has anything to do with like we're falling out of love with them. It's just. Um. I think. I think we're honestly, if we really get into the deeper issue, I think because this, these conversations have gotten so toxic, toxic with between the last like three years. Um. If you are online. If you go back to like 2020 to now, it's just been nonstop, just fight and this and that. And uh, and I think that's what it is, too. Like, how come I can't just go see Blue Beetle? Why do we immediately have to be like, Blue Beetle or this? I'm like, can I just watch Blue Beetle and like have a good time? Why do we immediately have to talk about Dark Knight and the Blue? Like, can I just watch Blue Beetle and then be done with it? Um, I, every, I'm scrolling YouTube. I'm trying to just watch a video, anything. Let me escape to anything. Let me watch a video <laughs> and just every, my whole entire, and I know it's probably me because of algorithms, but like, MCU is dead. Is the MCU dead? MCU dead. Is the MCU done? Done? MCU? DCU dead? Is Superhero Fatigue? Fuck me, dude. I got it. Yeah. I got it. You think the MCU's dead? Cool. You're all gonna be back in like a year or two when like they say Wolverine is gonna be fighting Iron Man. Like you're all gonna be back. We're all gonna be back. I am too. But damn. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not dead. You know the answer to that question. No, it's not dead. Because all they gotta do is sprinkle a little like nostalgia dust on something and we're good. And and that's it. So it's like stop with those videos, stop with this. Ah oh, man, like scoops. I don't care about the fucking Thunderbolts is going to be in Captain America 4 to fight for <laughs> the so and so, and then Ironheart is going to like join the like fuck me, dude. Can you guys get anything else to to, to like scoop about? Anything else to scoop about? Anything? The Last of Us season two. <laughs> oh, Something. now that's because become a thing. I, it's crazy to me to see uh like scoopers talking about like the last of us and that's their it's like become big enough for people to like give a shit 
you know? Yeah, yeah. That's crazy. Seeing the sh- the Shannon Barry, I guess, scoop, mm-hmm. I was like, hello, my time to shine? Why are you talking about The Last of Us? <laughs> Hold on. Wait. Is that, is that it, scoop? Okay. Le- yeah, let me let me read it to you. Oh, let's go. You see, Hold now on. I'm geeked. You see, now I'm geeked. Now oh, this before, is something that got me. You, before you get geeked, oh. let me oh, let hey, me say something. Hold on. Don't do this. Yeah. I'm getting the exact what they set up. Um, spoilers, I guess. If you're not into the scoop game, I mean, I don't, I don't really okay. Care, but spoilers. spoilers so spoilers. before my time to shine, uh, posted their scoop the. Exact quote from Craig Mazin was Craig Mazin says they were in the process of casting Abby for the last of us season two before the strike. I saw that. Yeah. yeah, You've got a pretty good track record of making major cast announcements and people going really, which will probably continue to me that reads as, Oh, it's another like outside of the box kind of pick. Um, And then my time to shine quote tweeted that uh, quote. And said Shannon Barry. And I'm like, but wouldn't that contradict what he just said? Because I feel like at this point, Shannon Barry is the most popular Abby fan cast and mm-hmm. is like the very obvious choice, or at least like a Shannon Barry type. So mm-hmm. I, I think that contradicts what Craig Mason said. So I don't what know. What did he say specifically? Say that quote one more time. He says. Yes. Look, Abby was the first role that we wanted to tackle. We've got a pretty good track record of making major cast announcements and people going really, which will probably continue. So people may disagree. Going really I, what? Like really Bella Ramsey, really uh, Peter Pascal. Um, oh, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. okay. So okay, people okay. may disagree, but I think we got it right so far. And the audience seems to feel we got it right. And the Academy seems to feel we got it right. So that sounds like basically a precursor to don't for so listen don't freak out <laughs> don't freak out so yeah. hey, listen that that would um that goes for you too though because what if they don't cast someone who's buff see that's what if I'm just saying what if they don't okay. I can totally I... see them like yeah we're just gonna just we're gonna because listen I told you what I be what I was hating on when the Last of Us was out. Like maybe I'm becoming like too much of a skeptic person, but I told you like those podcasts, he he some there's some things that he that it sounded like it came off like my idea is better, Neil. <laughs> Why you do this? You know what I mean? Your video game. Look, look what I did in the show. So like, what if he doesn't like Abby being buff? And what if he's like, I want Abby to be like Ellie's size? And like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know, Hannah. You got, where's See, the bone arrow, bruh? That's what that, I'm saying. So. But that's like different to me. Yeah. I know I bitch and whine about it, and I'm like, oh, we need the bow and arrow. That's only me being like half serious. Something no, like Abby to me, I feel like I've definitely said this before, but. Yeah. Part of Abby's DNA is the way she looks. And I think that you giving in to all the shit that Laura Bailey had to put up with. um, And I'm forgetting the 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 actress, I mean, the the face model, the face um, model for Abby right now, all the shit that she had to put up with. And even just, you know, women who look like this in general, uh, Mm -hmm. having to see all the shit that was being said. Uh, at that time is and giving into that and giving 
those like nasty people, someone like, let's say, a Florence Pugh, you know, who is just the conventionally attractive, you know, mm-hmm. uh, male fantasy, I guess. Uh, they very much have made Florence Pugh that uh, after Black Widow. Um, uh-huh. And I, I'm saying Florence Pugh because her name has been thrown around um, in these like fan castings for a while now for Abby. But like, if you were to give in to that and get a thin actress, I yeah. I think it, it feels nasty. It feels icky. Um, it just, it feels like backing down. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And I, I really just, I don't like that. And that would be crossing a line for me to not, um, not really commit to getting Abby right and really commit to what Neil Druckmann and you know everybody else committed to in that game um it it would feel like a cop-out and I would take big issue with that if he (laughs) were to I'm okay with outside of the box I'm okay with outside of the box yeah that's not I, me saying that, you know, if they cast a black actress for Abby, uh, Asian actress for Abby, whatever the fuck, you know, uh, I would be like, ooh, mm, mm. it's just, I think that the body, the body type, type needs the body to type, be yeah. Abby's body type. That is yeah. it. Because again, we, you and I, remember they had that, that false scoop of Mahershala Ali. We were geeked mm-hmm. for yes. Joel. Mm-hmm. We were geeked. I, I was like, that is, at that point right. I was, I was like, man, that's like, that's, 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 I like that. Uh, it didn't happen. Of course, Pedro was, uh, Pedro was amazing and stuff. And so, um, so is Bella, but I can totally see stu- like studio, them just not trying to look for a built actress and just like oh what if we got someone who got fit you know but abby's proportions and weight abby type is not just, just fit, fit. Yeah. See, that is a that is, that is a behemoth of muscle and i think i think that i th- i don't know part of my gut like a shannon barry a liv henderson or like or houston these are like these are the wilds and yellow jackets is what yeah. i know these actresses from but somebody who isn't thin i i hate saying this because like I, I don't want to like ever feel like I'm body shaming or anything like that because yeah. I'm not. But if you look at someone like Brie Larson, who is just naturally thin and Brie Larson works out like crazy, right? She yeah. has muscle. She is toned, right? But she is never going to achieve Abby's build because she's naturally thin. Someone like Florence Pugh, she got like toned and, you know, she... She worked out for Black Widow, but she is never going to achieve Abby's build healthy, at least, you know, naturally. Of course, if these actresses went on, like, fucking steroids or something, they could absolutely achieve um, Abby's build. But we don't want anyone to do that. So they're never going to achieve that. But someone like a Shannon Berry, who I'm not saying is, you know, fit and looks great. But the thing Mm -hmm. is, is that... Her body type is 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 in line with if they if she were to go work out and you know eat those crazy meals and whatnot, she could achieve Abby's build. You know? Yeah. She think. I get you. You should think. Yeah. 
you know she gotta i i agree because i'm looking at like even shots of like her with like her with like you know um no arm like wearing like no arm shirts and i can just see it i can see it as far as like abby i can see it live houston too i think could absolutely achieve that live houston hugh oh h-e-w Mm-hmm. Live Houston. Let's take a look. Yeah. Oh, I can see that. Yeah. Like broader shoulders, you know. There's a oh, there's an actor. I've oh man, they got like really big press this summer from like a movie. I just forget which movie, but like like they are really built and mm-hmm. stuff. And like really built. It's like more so than the average, like, oh, I'm just fit. And I was like, I could see it, but like acting wise, I don't think they're the greatest, mm. but I just don't remember the name. See, that's the thing I, too. It's like I act. have these. <laughs> we have these prerequisites for Abby, and yeah, and Abby's not an easy role. It, I. Mm, this is so the, that's this why is the that's part. why I feel like ultimately they're gonna sacrifice something when it comes to Abby. I don't know what it's going to be, but I feel like ultimately either like they're going to sa- I feel like they're going to sacrifice something to j- that's why that message rings more like not fan cast, but rings more like don't expect if you're traditional Abby is mm-hmm. what that announcement kind of sounded like. Uh, yikes. So I know it's a lot to oh, ask. Man. Though, yeah, yeah, I'm like- yeah. But the thing the video is, though, game, is that yeah. Craig Mason, he made it happen with with Sam. It, it's a oh, lot. Yeah. It's a lot to ask for a child actor, a black child actor who is deaf. Who's deaf? Right. That is a big and ask. be good and be good. Yeah, That's and thing. be good. Good. Yeah. Um, and he he found him. I just I don't know if. Sam is a much smaller role than Abby. I don't know if they're going to want to go with another no name because I think that the reason why they even consider Bella is because they had a big name like Pedro. You know? Yeah. I agree with that. I agree with that because you could have went Caitlin Dever. Oh, God. I still be yeah. insane. But yeah, you could have went that route. If they, if they, you know, when you hear HBO. When you hear like big studio, like you just automatically think they're gonna think the biggest actors and actresses. So I agree. That's why my gut, my gut right now, if I had to ask it a question, is saying they're gonna sacrifice some part of Abby <laughs> when they cast. This is and, just uh, <laughs> it's just, like this actually like gets me stressed out. Yeah, I didn't have to I worry think- about this when. Bella and Pedro were cast. I, this wasn't. I. I, I had. Yeah. Sure. So. Well, I didn't have well, to like anticipate a casting for them. Now I. I. I do. <laughs> the only thing I think they. No, I wouldn't even call it a sacrifice. But the only thing that I think they did, as far as when they were casting Bella, was was this whole thing of male gaze and stuff, which I think mm-hmm. is great. So now I think with Abby, I don't think they're going to necessarily listen to like. The outrage, because I don't think they care, and I, I don't think and, and so rightfully, With Neil being involved, I don't think they would care about the out, the like the male outrage that was because of Abby. Oh, mm-hmm. muscles doesn't make sense in this world. What? <laughs> <laughs> so does do does weights disintegrate when the zombie apocalypse? Apparently, apparently, <laughs> dude. 
<laughs> I saw that. I still to this day. I can't believe that came out of somebody's mouth. Also, someone looking like this doesn't make sense in this world. I was like, what the what? fuck else do they have to do? What do you mean? Literally, working out is one of the only things people can do. <laughs> and then, listen, if you have that argument when you first see Abby, okay, listen, and you don't see, and you, wait, if you're legit. Wait, the first thing that you do when you walk out as Abby is you walk past a gym. <laughs> no, but hear me out. That's where, that's where I was going. That's where I was going. If the first time, if you're so small-minded, the only thing I can give you is that if you first saw Abby, I'm talking about the first instance you saw Abby when they, you know, when the game begins, right? Mm-hmm. If that was your first instance when you were like, I don't think that makes sense in this world when you saw her. Okay? If you're so small fine small minded, fine. But to tell me to my face that you beat the game and you don't and you say that does not make sense in this world, I am going to call you an idiot. Because the first thing at okay, they do they do they do all these flashbacks and Abby is small. Okay? Yep. And then they go into future Abby, like modern Abby. She wakes up. There are weights next to her bed. She gets up. She walks past. And you can't miss it. There's a gym. <laughs> because, because working out equipment. Like, okay, if you're talking about like a, like, a, like a fucking treadmill, like going, you know, we have no power. Fine. But the like weights are not going kapoof because they're zombies now. Do you know how idiotic you have to be to say that? <laughs> oh, oh my, my god. god. Also, the fact that at the end of the day, I know it's realistic, but this is not real. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> I'm There's watching mushroom monsters. people. I'm like, watching what? mushroom people and <laughs> rat kings and shit. And your problem with this game is that there is a muscular woman. What? <laughs> <laughs> bro 2020 i never want to go back to that year ever again i was i'm so flum- glad i missed it <laughs> i was flummoxed at the online vitriol for abby like and if your argument too is that she does not look good i i cur- I, I i i heavily i don't disagree. think you're attracted to women yeah Truly, I, I, we had this I, conversation disagree. with birds of prey too do you remember that when people are like yeah. margot robbie's ugly and i'm like what <laughs> baffled <laughs> baffled I, I i saw abby i don't know how you can look at that shot of her in the damn rain and i think god <laughs> damn that's a woman what oh my god golly man i i hate it so much because like it's bad like some some men make us look so bad and it's like it looks so bad and i'm like stop making me look so bad because i don't agree with this I, i'm looking at you you're gonna you look at someone like Alicia Vikander. Alicia Vikander. Oh, that can't be Tomb Raider because her breasts are not like big enough. <laughs> and I just bro. <laughs> Dude. And I and I think they're gonna cast like someone else. And listen, if it, if it's because like she was like, This is ridiculously dumb, I'm out of here. Like I don't blame her. Get out of there. Yeah. Like, what are we doing, dude? 2020 was not real that that had to be 2020 was not real (laughs) (laughs) there's no way it was that i can't believe like and and i remember like when when last of us part two so you've never had to deal with any of this and i hate it so much when last of us part two was coming out there was all these outrage videos of leaks the leaks got out they were like 
leaks. This is like the worst story of all time. And I'm getting worried. I'm over here like, oh my God, what do they do to The Last of Us? What is Neil on drugs? What's happening to The Last of Us? And then I played it. And yeah, there's some things that I'm like, eh. But I played it and I was like, what? Where was, what happened? I was like, what? The game is turning off. The game is ending. And I'm I'm Ellie. And I'm thinking there's more. The game is ending because I'm still waiting for this outrage, disgusting malice <laughs> that Naughty Dog did. I'm waiting. And Ellie's in the pond or whatever. She's watching Abby leave. I'm waiting for like the disgusting, nasty, vile, Last of Us killing moment. And then the, the credits come on. And I was like, what? <laughs> that was it? Why? Why? Because like... Whatever, dude. I don't want to spoil. So whatever, like, dude. <laughs> whatever. I was, I was like, we had our review of the Last of Us game, and yeah, there are things in the game that I'm like, nah, cut down this Abby section, dude. Sorry, but like, listen, there's some things I get it, but as far as like a piece of work, a body of work, like, bro, chill, like. <laughs> Chill, because there's no story, there's no cinematic or storytelling game that's doing what that game does. You can say yeah. Red, Dead, Red Dead Redemption 2, because Red Dead Redemption 2 story is amazing. It is really, really, really good. But chill. Chill on me, bro. Chill on me. It, it's, chill on me. The last was two, even. I don't. I hate getting into it because when we get into it, we get into it. But like, um, the last was two, even <laughs> when you say. You know, nothing else in video games right now is touching that kind of narrative. I, yeah. Even outside of just video games, I don't think there's like a whole lot in media period that is touching the narrative of that game. And that's why going into The Last of Us Season 2, people have so much like baggage because it's like yeah. it is a monster to even like exist Try. let alone yeah, like adapt yeah. you know yeah, into a whole nother medium that is an insane task and i i did want to mention to you um uh-huh. now that we are like getting like talking about this um i had a conversation oh. last night i had a conversation last night with one of my best friends who is also a big last was fan um yes, yes, and yes, we yes. were talking about season two and we got into the conversation of season one and we were like this show is never going to touch the games the show it's, the show yeah, is i never think it's touch yeah, the games. Yeah. I, even i love season one you guys know this i loved it it does not touch the first game season two. Oh, so you never, i feel like I feel like you thought differently, like when you first no, watched. I I thought the show is as close as it can get to to perfect. Okay, okay, but okay. it's never going to have that emotional resonance of the game because it's a video game. It is a different yeah. experience. It is yeah. two very different pieces of media, and there's just no way that you're going to be able to adapt that first game into. TV in a way that rings the same way as playing it. Yeah. Right? Okay. Yeah. yeah, I agree with so, I agree with you. Although I, I just, love the first season. Yeah. yeah. So season two is never gonna touch part two. And that kind of dwindled into a whole different conversation of to me, I wanna I just I wanna say this because I'm I'm sure I'm gonna say it at some point again. 
I think that the only thing coming out of The Last of Us, with however many seasons it makes, the only thing that's going to come out of that show that I think is going to resonate with me the same way that the games do is Bella Ramsey's Ellie. That is the uh-huh. only thing that I, in my mind, in my eyes, is on the same level as my emotional um, connection to the character. connection to okay. the okay. games is Bella Ramsey as Ellie. Yeah. That is the only thing. And I love Peter Pascal. I love pretty much every casting in the show. I love every single episode of the show. I just, I don't think that it's ever going to do for me what the games did. And that is not me saying that it's it's bad, nothing like that. Because mm-hmm. I love it. I love it so much. It's just, they're different things. I, I told you, and like, Le- Naughty Dog, the reason why, like, I can say whatever about Neil, whoever, yada, 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 and this, and that, and... That is the only game, the only video game of like its narrative. I'm talking about storytelling video game that created a family experience ever. Because I told you, I say the story all the time that I bought my PS4. It was the Last of Us remastered edition. And I knew nothing about the Last of Us. This was like maybe 2015. And I was like, I heard, oh, yeah, it's this game. Everyone's calling it the greatest, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, I didn't even install it first night. I didn't install it. I had something else I wanted to play on my PS4. I think it was like Call of Duty and wrestling and shit. And then I was like, oh, let me just try this free game. And I had people over. And, like, they were all because it was like when I used to live in Boston and it was a two-floor apartment with my mom and I. And they were all upstairs and I was downstairs on the big screen. And I'm, I'm turning it on, and they're all getting ready. They were getting ready to leave. They were getting ready to leave. And they all are like, what you doing, Dwayne? I'm like, ah, just playing this new zombie shit. I don't know, dude. And then the game starts, and one by one, they all sit down on the couch. One by – and I'm talking like, look, I'm a black family, dude. Black <laughs> family's big. I'm talking cousin, sit down. My other cousin sat down. My mom comes downstairs. She's like, what's going on here? She sits down. My grandmother sits down. My other cousin sits down. <laughs> the, the niece sits down. Everybody's sitting down. They're all sitting down at the opening. The opening, they're all sitting down. And I don't think there's ever been a game that just got people so hooked on, holy shit, what the fuck is this? You know what I mean? Like, what is happening and I'm thinking of all the greatest games that, that are, like, out. And there is nothing that has caused, like, a family. They sat down and watched me play for, like, three hours. They were leaving at 6. They left at 9. They were watching me play. And that's because the opening, you know, the op- of course, you played it a thousand times. And that's why I kept saying going into the show Bro, they got to do that opening. That opening yeah. better be Chef's Kiss, man, because that is that what is, is going to. Yes. If you yes. don't know anything about The Last of Us, if you've only heard The Last of Us like in passing, yeah, you've heard about the opening. Even yes. if it's just yes. like, oh, my God. I told you. I think I was like, I told you. Yeah. I was like, I was like, Hannah, just watch the first 20 minutes. Just 
just watch the game. You don't got to play it. But I was like, I'm begging you to just watch the opening. And you're like, ah, ah, you know, we'll see, you know. And then you just played it. I think, did you end up watching it or did no, you just I play it? No, I watched it. I watched it. See, yeah, yeah. what I did was, because Dwayne, he knew that I wasn't going to play it because I don't play video games. Uh, <laughs> he So before the castings even were announced, it was just, there's a last show looming, you know, on the horizon. Yeah. Uh, Dwayne was like, Hannah, just watch the first 10 minutes. And I was like, okay. So I, he sent me a link and I watched it and I bawled my fucking eyes out. And I was like, oh my God, that's so sad. And then after that, he was like, just watch like the gameplay. Just like there's a 10 hour kind of thing. Just watch it. And I was like, okay. Yep. But the thing is, is that I was watching a like inner cut of like the timeline of the game. So uh-huh. it was part two stuff with part one stuff of how it would happen. Like, oh, okay. 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 And so when we were talking about it, I remember this so vividly, we were talking about the game and you were like, oh, what part are you at? And I was like, oh, they just got to the hospital. And you're like, oh, so like what happened? And I was like, he died. And he, you're like, no. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> and you're like, definitely not. Um, but that's because I was watching shit from part one and part two. And then yeah, I just yeah, stopped yeah. watching it because I was like, well, I'm confused now. Um, <laughs> and then like a year or two later, um, a long time after that, uh, the castings came out and yep. you were like, oh my god this is like fantastic and i was like i love peter pascal and peter pascal is the reason why i played the game because it was the peak of covid i was fucking bored and i just wanted to be in the know yeah yeah and yeah and then it just like the rest is history when it comes to you because i've always been a fan i will always be a fan of the last of us but i will never be as big of a fan as as Hannah has become, I don't know what monster <laughs> I done created, but I I and I love the game, like I love everything about it. But like, there's sometimes I'm like, well, what's the name of this? But Hannah be like, oh blah, and I'm like, oh shit, all right. <laughs> I'm like, or I'm like, or like I'm, I'm talking about it. I'm like, what's that mission? It's like, oh Hannah's like, oh yeah, it's this, and I'm like, goddamn, all right, I got it, <laughs> I got it, goddamn. So. Like, although I was a fan first, I will never be as big as a fan as Hannah has become of The Last of Us, which is nuts. It's great to see, though, but it's just absolutely nuts because um, they, yeah, so any, that's why anytime, like, Naughty Dog is, I don't even know how he got here, but, like, anytime, like, Naughty Dog is, like, getting ready to ramp up something, I'm like, bro, let's get it because, like, the way they just do, yeah. The way they do, I think that's on that's on the way. The way they do like cinematic storytelling, they're trying to do. I think it's like I heard like fantasy is like what they're doing or sci-fi, Ooh. bro. If they if you give me like a cinematic Game of Thrones type of shit, holy like, smokes! A Death Stranding, but Naughty Dog, I'm in. Because Death Stranding, I love Death Stranding, but the problem with Death Stranding is that I wish it was more of a linear single player mm-hmm. narrative i don't like the multiplayer i like death stranding i like that it's weird and that you're fucking delivering I've packages like, in I've, the apocalypse um, i've like read what it's about and i've heard people talk about it and it seems really fucking cool and something that we really into but it's just it's the open worldness of it's it all. the game yeah you're because yeah. i i t- we everyone has recommended you game and it's hard because everyone has recommended you games right mm-hmm. but then what i realized a couple years ago is that okay dude 
if you gonna you cannot start So for me, you cannot start like you cannot your first game just cannot be the last of us. <laughs> it's just like <laughs> it's just if if because you got to think of, like think about it, think about it. Like when you go into something and you want to try something, right? Uh you kind of have to start off little. Like you can't I feel like if you like I want to get into movies and you start with like what is like considered one of the greatest movies of all time? It'd be like you started so Not even like that. Maybe if like the first movie you ever watched is your favorite movie of all time. Right. And every now everything isn't gonna feel yes. as special or exciting. Yes. And that's what happened to you. Right. So yeah. your first game is like like peak. It's like peak storytelling. <laughs> like, you know, if you start off with this and you love it, obviously what you're gonna love the most is single player linear linear storytelling basically just means like no open world it's just linear you're just following a story and i think that's why like immediately you went to uncharted because what uncharted is mm -hmm. right and you like that same studio all that stuff I but then every now uh movie every single uncharted game yeah yeah and then now it's like Oh, what else is next? And <laughs> you can give you stuff like really good narratives. Like I feel like a lot of people have given you great narratives, but what the crutch is coming down to is that most of them are indeed open world. That is yeah. Death Stranding. I love the narrative to Death Stranding, but I do agree. Some of the open world stuff takes me out of it because like I just want I wish it was more singular and linear, <laughs> right? God of War. God of War is linear. For the most part, but it, then it does. It's like here's an open world. Then it do, it can get a little like overwhelming. Spider-Man try to get you into that, um, well, but it's like it's a is, lot going on. There's a lot going on, and I played Spider-Man in its entirety. But the thing is, is that Spider-Man gives you the option basically of playing it linear because you can just like go to the main missions instead of the B missions, which are kind of like right. optional. So you can play it linear if you want. Um, so that's the only reason why I finished Spider-Man really because, you know, the upgrades and all that kind of shit isn't really super, um, you need to have them to advance in the story. Um, yeah, yeah. But the, I think the uh, the issue is with me is that I am like a movie fan first, you know. Of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I think The Last of Us is so close to a movie. Uh <laughs> the closest thing you're gonna get to yeah. like a movies movie game is The Last of Us. Then yeah. those those uh, those choice based games are probably next. Um, I see. I I finished the quarry. I I I really yeah. like the quarry. Yeah. 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 Yeah, there's there's good ones when it comes to those. As far as like the choice, like like Dana Dana dead. loves, uh, Dana loves the the choice based games because she gets invested to them too. Like she she played the entire quarry with me, you know. Um, so because I think it's like those shows can really get other people who have the same like as far as like what the media is because you're kind of dealing with like a, the like stuff like until dawn and the quarry and Detroit becoming human. They have like an episodic kind of like feel to them. life is strange. Yeah. They feel like episodic when you're watching them. Right. And it's like, that's why it draws in movie and television fans. Cause 
that's and that's why I think you'll like like The Walking Dead. There's like there's a bunch like that, you know, a bunch of really there's one's called there's one called Beyond Two Souls that I want to try. Um but there's like yeah, games like that or yeah, I think I think uh I think even like Resident Evil Biohazard and Resident Evil Village, I think even though they're not like they're they're like they they are kind of straight to the point like mission 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 story story like i think biohazard was like biohazard was too scary for me i can't do that shit like, <laughs> but biohazard story was good I, th- I thought it was pretty good as far as biohazard story it, story goes you know what i think with the last of us too what makes it so different is not yeah. even just like you can take the cutscenes out of the game and just watch that and even then like as a movie fan right mm-hmm. you would assume me saying like you know the story and shit like that that's what makes it so special just taking the cutscenes out that'd be fine no the last of us to me what makes it so different to even like something like spider-man ps4 um because i don't want to use uncharted uh is <laughs> when you're when you're doing the gameplay and stuff like that mm-hmm. as a movie fan obviously i'm not like you know the gameplay is my favorite part of the game it's just not um but the thing is, is that through the gameplay, it's so motivated in the story. The story doesn't, like, stop for you to do missions. You know what I mean? Like, uh-huh. when uh, when you're doing the WLF, like, uh, taking them all out and shit like that uh, with Ellie or even, like, Abby going through, like, the Seraphites and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's never, like, a moment of, like, stop, do this, and then we can resume. It's always you are progressing in the story and these feel motivated and you feel like you are like along for the ride and you are still like you know chugging along to get to that end point in the story it's but with something like spider-man ps4 when i am like fighting like electro and shit like that i'm it it does feel like i'm just getting through gameplay to go to the next cutscene. you know what i mean yeah whereas i think yeah that's what i mean by like linear straight to the point is like what you're gonna get from naughty dog and that's and it's crazy too because like when they first started making video games people were like oh it's not gonna work but like shit you know um it's it's like that that's why i don't think at the end of the day these like these oh hannah play horizon and and Red Dead Redemption, nah, dude. There's a lot of breaks as far as like, oh, go get, go carve out some food to bring to your camp in Red Dead or <laughs> um, Ghost of Tsushima. Love this story, like the that story. I cannot wait for this. Whatever they do, they're doing a movie or a series. I can't wait for it. I hope it's good. I hope it's like you know, good team behind it. But that story of like, man, it's so badass because it's the story is that you start off as this honorable nice samurai do things by the book and then you get pissed off by the invaders that you dishonor your entire family and you start doing like assassin like a you start you you turn into like basically an assassin and that's why it's called the ghost because now the fucking invaders are afraid of you (laughs) oh my god man i love ghost because ghost of shushima there's like a mode that you click on while you're fighting people and they run away because they're fucking terrified and they're like, oh my God. So you, the fact that you take someone 
who was injured in battle and he's just a nice samurai and he just wants to do things by honor and by the book and then by the end of the damn like game he's this ruthless assassin oh man it's so good but anyway that stuff it's the same thing you're gonna have a lot of breaks okay go help this person and do that because that's just that's the open world model that's why it's open world is because they put all this you know they want you to keep playing after the story is what they're saying you know that's Mm -hmm. why people who like there there have been people who are like oh lost wish should be open world no dude i think the reason why it makes it so great is that naughty dog it's like unless they do they did have the multiplayer for for like the first game but at the end of the day that's the story you're done i mean if you got to sell it back and you're mad about it i mean go ahead but like that's the story and that's it that's done you can go back and replay it with some new skins or whatever, or like new game plus. Usually, when I'm when I have like a, a Naughty Dog game, uh, especially of late, that's what I would do. Is just like finish a story, new game plus it with all my stuff, equipment and whatnot, you know. Um, and then that's it. And yeah, but open world games they want you to stay there for hours and hours and hours. That's why they that's why they add all that shit. Even so. then, like that's my least favorite part of the Last of Us Part Two is that. Um, oh, I fucking hate that section. Section, and oh. I think when, when people say that game has pacing issues, that is the only time that I can point <laughs> to it, and I'm like, this feels like fucking forever. Seattle Day One with a- a- Ellie and Dina. It feels so long because you I have. Skip it. <laughs> Yo, I skipped that shit. You know, because now you know how when you can go and do chapters, bro, yeah, when I get yeah. to like Seattle day one, I'm like, all right, bro, let's get to when the fucking they blow up the, the game. Horse or whatever. I was going to say, it really, <laughs> Seattle day one doesn't get going until the fucking WLF come takes you. And come then Ellie takes, takes out that dude with the, yeah. with the damn glass. With yeah, the let's, scar. Go, let's get to that. Yeah. Yeah, let's mm-hmm. get to that. Let's get to that, bro. Because I'm like, ask right. for the dude with a bitch scar in his face. That's when it gets going. Like- <laughs> <laughs> I feel the same way. That is so funny. I hate that section. I hate when, listen, if some, like, The Last of Us Part One, The Last of Us video game, like, there's nobody came, nobody was like, boy, I wish there was an open world. I mean, unless you're an idiot, nobody, nobody said that. You're one of the biggest selling games, one of the highest scoring games. I hate when games do that, where they just like, well, the second one, let's add this part. No, dude, do what makes it work. Dog, do so what makes it work. Boring. That's it. It's just yeah. ladder puzzles, and yes, we gotta go find yes. gas, and we go to every <laughs> fucking building. I'm sorry, I just replayed this. I, I've been streaming The Last of Us on Twitch, The Last of Us 2 on Twitch, and I started from the beginning, so I just replayed this, so I feel extra angry about it, because it took so fucking long. <laughs> It's just, oh my god, enter this code into this gate. We gotta go find gas. You gotta plug oh, this in. Oh, and then I'm we have like, to take... Oh my god. We gotta take the fucking plug and route it all the way to the uh, other side. Hop the gate to plug... Get the fuck out of here, dude. Why did you do that? Is oh, that. It's that, and also, there's a tiny part of Seattle Day 2 right before Hillcrest. Where you're just fucking butt fuck nowhere, walking around all these stores trying to figure out where the fuck you're going. It takes oh, the store, so yeah. long. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. I, when I say I prefer Abby's part of the game, it's because of these little moments in Ellie's. 
part of the game. You know, where that I'm is like, a great dog. That's a great point because now that I'm thinking, listen, Hannah, I know, I know, I know, I get into my little conspiracy <laughs> ways. I get it from my mama, okay? Because I get mad at her when she does it. She's very conspiracy theorist kind of person. Oh, like you know what I mean? Like if I don't answer my phone, oh, you did it on purpose so I could do it. Mom, no, it ain't that serious. I was in the bathroom. What are we talking about? But listen to me for a second, okay? Them motherfuckers, they wanted you to hate the Ellie part, bruh. That's it. They know that they were going to... You Do you know how... Do you know... I know that they knew it was going to piss people off to play as Abby. They know that. Well, yeah. I mean, they, they know it was going to piss... Why the... That's why people were throwing... <laughs> people were throwing Abby off the cliff. Off the cliff. <laughs> like when they got it... When he started playing as her. They were angry about it. But they did everything in their power... It was very manipulative. I have to applaud them on their part. Yes, they I have did, to applaud them. No, they did everything in their power for you to not hate Abby. You don't get to kill animals. You don't get to do this and that. There's no fucking storage you gotta go into. There's no fucking puzzle gates on the on the damn gate and and like this and that. Yeah, you like Abby, right? Listen, it's very Abby's manipulative. It feels like a fucking blink of an eye compared to Ellie's. It's when very I say when I'm yes. playing Abby's section, I could sit down and do that in one sitting. I could do all three days in oh, one that's sitting. Cat. Hold up, that's cat. I, I can. Cat, I can. Oh, it, actually, you know what I don't care about the Abby stuff is when she's doing the Owen shit. Just get that shit out of here, bro. Oh, to okay. see, that's just like cutscenes, though. Yeah, but no, nah. Remember when that shit, when they're fucking doing the fucking water gun or whatever the fuck it is? Water gun. Get that shit out of here, dude. You know what you have to do the, the competition with Owen? Oh, when you're like get, running around. Yeah, yeah it's very like, fucking target. Uncharted 4 when you start off with Nathan. He's like, oh, we're, this is how we're going to practice shooting. No, his, I don't want to shoot. What the attic. fuck is this? Yeah, what the hell am I doing in this well, attic? There is no reason for Wait, I think there is a, a mechanic where it's the the bow and arrow uh the the what's it called an abby uh, section no um when you're doing that it's the practice for the uh what's it called the automatic bow and arrow yeah 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 dude, that's what it is just get that shit out of here dude i don't know like why do i need <laughs> practice just do a little gameplay like when you give me the when you give me the arrow just show me how to use it and then let me learn or something right because most games do that too where it was like Oh, okay. Oh, so here's an here's an example. Uh, Jedi Survivor. Like when you get the lightsaber, here's some quick little notes on how to use it. Go nuts. I don't need a whole. Oh my god, I'm playing with the toy crossbow with my boyfriend. <laughs> what the fuck? It, what are we doing, dude? Let's get this going. It's different though. It's different though <laughs> because when you when you get the bow and arrows, uh, Ellie, and you get you get a little target practice because it's not in combat when you get it. Um, yeah. when you get the crossbow as Abby, it's on that boat. Do you remember? It's on Yo, that boat okay. with all that so, One thing that I will okay, so I know we gotta wrap this up. This is getting kinda crazy, but yeah. it's been like an hour on The Last of Us. <laughs> okay, so one listen. thing about us when we get on a tangent, we're gonna get on a tangent. Yeah, we're gonna stay on that shit. People probably I can imagine just like looking at the Spotify like stats and people just 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 like just checking out after like an hour and 15 like all right you guys i've had enough so listen but if you're still here thanks but listen we haven't bro. talked in two weeks <laughs> i know that's what it ha that's what happens right okay but listen listen, 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 listen. you know what i love 
about um not what I what I will say praise about Naughty Dog and just their storytelling is that I love when they put small stories into the fucking game like missions. You know what I mean? Like you know what I'm saying? You know how Okay, do you go around reading shit? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, do you know how there's a whole at there's a whole arc in the fucking boat? Uh, ish. Oh, no, no, no. Not the boat. Ish. No, it's not the crossbow the section. Yeah, the crossbow section. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a whole arc of like somebody went around with the crossbow killing everybody because they didn't want to be infected. I was like, whoa. And then the one inside the basement in part one, right? The little like underground thing with Ish and mm, the people. I love and then I also, love when they do that shit. That shit's great to me. The hospital. One, the hospital. There's another one with Ellie when Ellie gets her bow and arrow. Uh if you Oh yeah, the uh he was like a yeah, yeah or something like that. Yeah. And he was like a world class archer and shit, and that was the infected that you fight, the stalker. Yes. And that shows me that at that point you're just showing off that you can storytell. I got it. <laughs> you know, at that point they're just showing off that we can do storytelling inside of to- in- inside of storytelling. I love when they do that, and I know the show can't. They they try, but because it's a show, you kind of have to get going. You know, they you can't have Pedro a, Pascal. An Easter egg to ish. They did like you can't have Pedro Pascal going around collecting like notes and looking at them and stuff and us peeking at the story. You can't do that. You gameplay, but like as an explorer, like as an explorer, like in video games, I love when like it's that. Sometimes in video games, they just want you to explore, just to explore. Like Assassin's Creed. Why do I care that this dungeon was like the fifth president of the? I don't care, dude. Like I like when I explore and I actually find stuff. So you can, if you go into the sewer in part one and just go to your main objectives, you'll be fine. But if you are an explorer and you want to just like a little, little piece of nut, like little nuggets of storytelling, I think it's so great. It's also really cool to see like how the world was beforehand in the video game. You know how like some, like, you know, when you want to get the safes open and like the notes would be like, Oh, so and so. Like, uh, here's the, the code. The combo is my best boy's, uh, like date birthday or something. Uh, yeah, employee of the month or something like, like that. Yeah, I like learning about the people who lived in those deserted areas. I think it's really cool. Like, I really like and I really like learning either what people did. Um. Yeah, the freaking sewer. Like, they like they had to. He had to kill all the. It's nuts. Like, I like. I like that like i love when they do that shit i don't know remember if they do it a lot in uncharted but they do it a lot in the last of us but um yeah i really like when they do that when they just give you little subplots but it has not it doesn't it doesn't harm the story in any way and then you also unlock like dialogue from whatever character you're playing like ellie be like oh man you know what i mean and then like that's it like that stuff that stuff's good. That's good. But that's just like annoying too, because like I got it. You can you can story tell. I get you. <laughs> <laughs> I I know you're good at it. All right. You don't have to like show me all the time. But also keep showing me because I like those notes. You know what I mean? So, all right. Let's get the hell out of here. Let's wrap this up. Everyone, that is it for this episode of Cinemania Live. If you're still here, I really appreciated it. Um, and yeah, Hannah, let everyone know they can follow you. 
Eretitan on Twitter, and then also, since I mentioned oh. it, I'm streaming on Twitch every night. I'm playing The Last of Us 2 at 7 o'clock uh, Central Time. Yeah, Hannah, just be 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 cautious. Cause and Lord it's rejected Hannah on Twitch. Shut the fuck up. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Lord, I watched um, a dude that clip that Tyler. It was one clip where like, cause like you know, as a gamer, I'm like in my head, I'm like Hannah, just stay there. He's gonna get up, and then you could just get his ass from behind. But no, Hannah would just come out of cover and just go to like someone's face and just stand there. And I'm like, Hannah, what the fuck are you doing? And Hannah will get like shot, and then she finally would kill the person. Oh my god, it's the most baffling thing I've ever seen. It's so, it's so, it's uh, it's. When it's, I say it's, I, I struggle my way <laughs> through video games. I don't play video games. I struggle my way. As long as you're having fun, it's all we can ask for. But I was just. As a gamer, I'm like, I literally would be like, Hannah, just stay in that corner for like two more seconds. He's going to come out and look for you and you can clip his ass. But no, Hannah would be like, okay, ah, she run into the, he run into the guy and the guy's like, what the fuck? And then he hits her and I'm just baffled. I'm baffled at the whole scenario. Oh my God. Oh okay. my God. I, I, I might, my, my VODs of, uh, my first, my second, and third stream are up. You can go watch me get my ass beat in Hillcrest. Bad. Yes, please. It was very good content. But uh, all right, everyone, that is it. You can follow me on Twitter uh, at Cinemania eighty four. You can follow the podcast, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Cinemania World. Uh, this show, we're recording this on Saturday, but there, this show might be released on Sunday, which is tomorrow. Today, for whoever is listening, if that's the case. But because uh, I, I think I want to get the Blue Beetle review out first to let that get some traction. So we'll see how it goes. Thank you guys for joining us. My name is Dwayne. That was Hannah. We'll talk to you guys soon. Bye-bye.